Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. The third Sunday of Year B, and we return to the Gospel of Mark. Mark is the featured Gospel during Year B. As mentioned last week, occasionally we have some other Gospels come in, as was the occasion last week with the Gospel of John. This week we have the call of the disciples and this brings us into a uh, wonderful use of language that, that Mark employs in his gospel, which is the most dramatic of all the gospels. It's the shortest of all the gospels. And I think probably from that reason, it's been my favorite gospel for a long time, although the others have really come into play as well. Be that as it may, Mark uses language that's incredibly entertaining. So for instance, in this very first chapter of Mark, we have the the call of the two sets of brothers. We're told immediately Jesus called them. That's the word that Mark loves to use immediately. It occurs in his gospel almost 50 times. If you go to chapter one, it's used about 13 or 14 times. So he's really trying to get the narrative up and running and and sort of give us the well, the immediacy, the, the fact that this Christ is here and the call is right here, this great call and the great promise that's made to us is right here before us. So he says here in chapter one of Mark, immediately Jesus called them, the two brothers, and leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat, they went after him. And that word immediately is, is related to the call of Christ, but then also It's related to the response of the disciples. So immediately leaving their nets, they followed Jesus. So this is a wonderful word that really opens up for us and in a way is like a a sort of a little symbol of the gospel of Mark. It's drama and the way the, the story of Christ is narrated and proclaimed for us immediately. Now, the first reading that we have this Sunday, and we'll finish with this because this is a really helpful interpretative tool of the gospel. What the church has done here is given us a reading from the prophet Jonah. And Jonah is one of the minor prophets. And Jonah received the call from God to go to Nineveh, to that pagan city, and to proclaim to them the one true God. But uh, Jonah thought of, of it otherwise. He said, no way, I'm going in the opposite direction. It's exactly what he did. did. Took a boat, landed on a boat. He got into trouble, was thrown overboard was swallowed by a big whale and vomited back up onto a beach and then received the call again from God. Of all the the great prophets in the Old Testament, Jonah is etched into the catacombs more than any other precisely because of this sense of him being swallowed by the whale, being in the heart of the whale and then being vomited up. It's like a symbol of Christ's death and resurrection. That's why the early Christians really liked that symbolism. Jonah is called again after he's been vomited back up onto the beach. He's called again and eventually, reluctantly, he goes and proclaims the truth. The The town converts whole scale. Even the animals are fasting. So it's it's very interesting, funny, entertaining book. But even at the end of that, Jonah is still very unhappy with what's happened. He knows the true God. He loves the true God, but he doesn't want to share his faith in the true God. And so we could say that he's a, an ancient uh, bigot, a sectarian. Remember, a bigot is someone who is persistently prejudiced, especially about religion or politics, most especially about religion or politics, so either would do the case, and really refuses uh, to tolerate the opinions of others. That's what a a bigot is, and unfortunately that's what Jonah is. And this book is not an historical book, 
As we know, and as the Church teaches wisely on its section on sacred scripture in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the, the truth is presented in various ways, sometimes through history, sometimes through prose, narrative, oftentimes through poetry. In this case, in the book of Jonah, it's presented through satire. That's right, a satire. Now, I looked up the definition for a satire. This is what was given by the wonderful Chambers Dictionary. It is a literary composition which holds up follies and vices for criticism, ridicule and scorn. So applied to the book of Jonah, what's going on here is we have a Jewish person, a Jewish author, playing jokes on his fellow Jewish citizens and believers, including himself. So Jonah is extremely reluctant. However, the disciples, as we just heard a few minutes ago, immediately follow the call of Christ. They're immediately called by Christ and they immediately follow the call of Christ, but not so Jonah. So that's why this reading in its satirical form, its very wonderful, humorous form is, is, is before us because it's saying, okay, here we see the, the first disciples responding immediately But are we like them, or perhaps are we more like Jonah in the Old Testament? If you want to read a a wonderful, wonderful book on the book of Jonah, then go to Paul Murray, a Dominican priest, Paul Murray, OP. It's called, remarkably, this book, A Journey with Jonah, The Spirituality of Bewilderment. And I think in our fearful and our woke-ridden world, It's very important for us just to take stock at this time and say, right, am I being influenced by cynicism and strange views of history? And therefore, are they entering me and therefore blocking the channels of grace to help me like those first disciples to immediately follow Christ? Or have I become like Jonah, uh, rather cynical? Do I need a good satire to, to wake me up?